I don't care if they remember me. Only Jesus. This is Dreamwalker 1960. As a reminder, you can read the transcripts of all my podcasts at dreamwalker1960.com. You can use most podcast platforms if you wish to listen. All you need to do is do a search for Dreamwalker 1960. I have looked at the seven letters in the book of Revelation before in past podcasts and blog posts, but God wished me to do a more detailed look at the letter to Sardis. Now, as I have shown in these podcast and blog studies, the letters are not just concurrent, which means we can find every example of these seven churches in the behavior and actions of those that profess to being quote-unquote Christian at this very moment, but that they are also chronological, which means that the majority of those that call themselves quote-unquote Christian behave in the manner shown in order from first letter to the seventh. The last letter is that of the lukewarm, which is the time we now live within. Then why bother looking at the fifth letter if we are living at this time in the last letter of the lukewarm Christian? As stated before, there are examples of all the churches going on at this very moment. I must also add this, though. When looking at the behavior of the lukewarm Christian, does it not reflect that of the dead Christian of the letter to Sardis? And yes, you heard me right. I said the quote-unquote dead Christian. For these letters to these seven quote-unquote churches reflect Christianity, not those that deny Christ. Therefore, we are seeing the behavior of those that profess to call themselves quote-unquote Christian. How do they do this? They go to church. They say they believe in Jesus Christ and that he is their savior. They even tithe 10% of their income and do many things for the quote-unquote church. Now, let's look at the entire letter to Sardis. Revelation chapter 3 verses 1 through 6. Write this letter to the angel of the church in Sardis. This is the message for the one who has the sevenfold Spirit of God and the seven stars. I know all the things you do, and that you have a reputation for being alive. But you are dead. Wake up. Strengthen what little remains, for even what is left is almost dead. I find that your actions do not meet the requirements for my God. Go back to what you have heard and believed at first. Hold to it firmly. Repent and turn to me again. If you don't wake up, I will come to you suddenly as an unexpected as a thief. Yet there are some in the church in Sardis who have not soiled their clothes with evil. They will walk with me in white, for they are worthy. All who are victorious will be clothed in white. I will never erase their name from the book of life, but I will announce before my Father and his angels that they are mine. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is 
saying to the churches. What is the very first thing that the glorified Jesus Christ says to these quote-unquote Christians? I know all the things you do and that you have a reputation for being alive, but you are dead. So let's now deal with this rejection that these people that believed they are right with God encountered from the King James Version of this verse. And unto the angel of the church of Sardis write, These things saith he that hath the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know thy works, that thou hast a name that thou livest, and art dead. In today's world, there are those that fully profess to being the name quote-unquote Christian. They believe that this name says it all, that their name is written in the book of life, that they are one with Christ and are his tools and in his service, that by just saying the name of our Savior is enough to protect and carry them on into heaven. However, Jesus Christ makes it clear that this is not the truth. In fact, they are dead, not physically dead, but spiritually dead. Most do not wish to hear this. Most reject that this is even possible. Yet, this letter was dictated by Jesus Christ himself. There are those that deny any part of the Bible that is not the Gospels. They reject the Word of God. 2 Timothy 3, 16-17 All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in our lives. It corrects us when we are wrong and teaches us to do what is right. God uses it to prepare and equip his people to do every good work. We have an entire Bible made of both the Old and New Testament. It is not just the New and it is not just the Old. When these two books became one book, they became, quote-unquote, Scripture. Also note that the New Testament is not just the Gospels and the Book of Acts. It also includes letters by Paul, James, Peter, and John. Consequently, to deny any part of the Bible is to deny God himself. Now, you can see, with this one example of what is and what is not, quote-unquote, Scripture, shows that there are those that can be considered quote-unquote dead to the glorified Jesus Christ. What are other examples of those that can be seen as quote-unquote dead to Christ? 1 John chapter 2, 15-16 Do not love this world, nor the things it offers you. For when you love the world, you do not have the love of the Father in you. For the world offers only a craving for physical pleasure, a craving for everything we see, and pride in our achievements and possessions. These are not from the Father, but are from this world. Now, when you read the first part of this second chapter from the first letter of John, you see that he is addressing those that are old and new to the belief that they are 
quote-unquote Christian. Therefore, these two verses are directly aimed at those that profess to being quote-unquote Christian. Yet, they seek after wealth and luxuries. They seek after activities that give them physical pleasure, like sporting activities and even sex. They seek after and take pride in the worldly achievements, as well as seeking after fancy cars, big houses, and all the decorations that fill and adorn these objects. And in each one of these actions, they take a step into the world. They move further and further away from God and His Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, until they finally get to the point where they can be cut off from the branch of the Holy Vine, who is Jesus Christ, causing them to be dead unto Him. John chapter 15, verses 1 through 2. I am the true grapevine, and my Father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch of mine that does not produce fruit, and He prunes the branches that do bear fruit, so they will produce even more. You cannot be a part of the vine unless you are born again, unless you are what can be truly called a quote-unquote Christian. Let us move on to the King James Version of verse 2. Revelation chapter 3 verse 2. Be watchful and strengthen the things which remain, that they are ready to die. For I have not found thy works perfect before God. Be watchful and to awaken have the same meaning. It is the guard watching the city at night, not to fall asleep, to be vigilant. Vigilant is defined as always being careful to notice things, especially possible danger, per Cambridge Dictionary. Christ is telling people there is a chance to redeem themselves in his eyes, which will correct their path toward death, and being able to be seen as worthy to stand before God, as is made clear in verse 3. Revelations 3.3 3. Remember, therefore, how thou hast received and heard, and hold fast and repent. If therefore thou shalt not watch, I will come on thee as a thief, and thou shalt not know what hour I will come upon thee. Remember therefore how that hast received and heard, and hold fast and repent. Repent means I repent, change my mind, change the inner man, particularly with reference to accepting the will of God, per Bible Hub. Stating that these people have turned their backs upon God and are going away from Him, not toward Him. So, they are called upon to repent of their behavior and return to the true path of being a true, quote-unquote, Christian. This is done by rejecting the world, not seeking after wealth, fancy homes, and comforts here on earth, but seeking after their treasures in heaven. Matthew six nineteen through 24 Don't store up treasures here on earth, where the moths eat them and the rust destroys them, and where thieves break in and steal. Store your treasures in heaven, where moths and rust can't destroy, and thieves do not break in and steal. Wherever your treasure is, 
there the desires of your heart will be also. Your eye is like a lamp that provides light for your body. When your eye is healthy, your whole body is filled with light. But when your eye is unhealthy, your whole body is filled with darkness. And if the light you think you have is actually darkness, how deep that darkness is. No one can serve two masters, for you will hate one and love the other. You will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and be enslaved to money. In 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verses 6-15, through 15, we are instructed to give most of our wealth away. So those that give a whole 10% as tithe have it backwards. They should keep 10% to meet their needs and give 90% away. Throughout the years, as I have grown in my faith and belief in Jesus Christ as my Savior, I have had God taking my worldly possessions away from me more than once. The biggest and greatest of these lessons occurred in what I call my year of Job. In 2013, I had reached the point where I could either be dead to Christ or alive to Him. I lost most of my possessions amongst other events that year that made me face God once again and be His disciple. I now live a life of needs only. I do not seek after things of this world that go beyond a need requirement. For I seek to have my treasures in heaven, not here on earth. Now let us look at verse 4 and 5. Revelations chapter 3 verses 4 and 5. Thou hast a few names, even in Sardis, which have not defiled their garments, and they shall walk with me in white, for they are worthy. He that overcometh, the same shall be clothed in white remnant, and I will not blot out his name out of the book of life, but I will confess his name before my Father and before his angels. It is made very clear here that there are those that do not seek after the world, that are seen as worthy to stand before God. The implication is made clear. Those that repent and stop seeking after the world will be called overcomers, and they too will once again be allowed to wear white robes. But it is also made very clear that those that continue to pursue the world will have their names removed from the book of life and to be called dead, and worthy only of going where those that refuse to be one with Christ go. John 15, verse 6. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. To wither is to be dead. And those that die spiritually would be cast into the fires of damnation. Ponder upon this study and think hard about your own lives. God bless. Make it count, leave a mark, build a name for yourself. Dream your dreams, chase your heart above all else. Make a name the Remembers, but all an empty world can 
sell his empty dreams I got lost in the light But it was up to me To make a name the world remembers But Jesus is the only name to remember And I